0: This is the official Scottish Rugby podcast with Caroline and Chris. In today's special episode, we're joined by Jim Telfer as we unpack Scotland's Rugby World Cup so far and, of course, look ahead to Tonga. Good to have you, Jim. First of all, how are you doing? How are you I'm keeping
1: <laughs> same, I'm kind of uh, tired watching rugby videos, I must admit. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> You'll know I've missed a game, Jim. You know, have you? I've, I've got everyone taped. uh I get bored after a wee while <laughs> with some of them. That's uh, a beautiful Especially it's English true. ones. <laughs> if it's <laughs> deep, you can pass over. I'm what
0: glad to hear that, though, because I do. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like
1: the,
2: um, there was a lot said and written about the opening game against Argentina. 83 kicks in the game, and there was 79 kicks in the game at the weekend against Japan. Like... It almost, I know. It's football. Well, I, I know, but then, then <laughs> statistically, they're saying that actually France—they well do—they kick a lot. Ireland kick a lot, they kick more, but it's a different feeling. Mm-hmm. I think kicking at the right time and kicking to transfer mm-hmm. pressure or counterattack. But a lot of the England mm-hmm. kicks just seem to be kicking for the sake of trying to gain I territory. I thought
1: Peter Mitchell, poor little bugger, was yeah. being told to kick yeah. when yeah. he doesn't normally kick, yeah. and he's in his, hes in the team because he's Play an quickly. attacking st- uh, scrum half, mm-hmm. uh, and he's obviously. As far as I can see, the number one's scrum half mm-hmm. now, but he was uh, doing little kicks over the top mm-hmm. and so on. He doesn't normally do, I don't think.
0: Is it a trend at the moment? Is it? Well, well,
2: there's a couple of things, isn't it? The best teams kick a lot, but as I say, it's kicked on their terms, to the transfer pressure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they force counter-attack as well. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're kicking to, you know, can put pressure on opposition. So they kick batty and you've got more space mm-hmm. to free up the attack. Also, the ball's pretty slippy. Mm-hmm. Like, genuinely, like, it, it seems to be hard to play too many phases of the ball. Mm-hmm. General rule of thumb is maybe between three or f- three and five phases. If you haven't got any momentum or it's not looking great, then kick to try and force a bit of pressure. But
0: I've watched that much rugby, so you have to keep me right. Was it the Australia-Fiji game where there was a... Section right at towards the second in the second yeah. half where it was just oh I mean we were we were playing tennis oh yeah. oh. weren't we at one point as I was just kicking that, that, Jim that, was, no, back that was
2: clearly people didn't want to make mistakes so no, well that's it? right yeah. and,
1: and and you can see the point of it it's yeah, okay definitely. saying oh you should attack and so on mm-hmm. but uh, there is a uh, there is a case for you know uh, kicking and they might drop it for example and it's kicked long mm-hmm. the only thing you have to watch for is your players are still offside when you kick and and, uh, some of the the sort of low numbers are just wandering about in the middle of the field you know <laughs> that's as polite as <laughs> if have forwards <laughs> <laughs> you're right the, and, and the
2: referees are hot on that yeah. as well like you right. can hear them to the rest makes yeah you can hear advance. them speaking yeah uh, but yeah, it's. Uh, but the
1: players aren't really as bad as they were when when it started off doing yeah. that. Yeah, you
0: know. Doesn't mm-hmm. have to be Scotland. Your answer to this, but what game have you enjoyed most so far in the the Rugby World Cup that you've watched? This. this well, campaign? I've
1: enjoyed two, and they both involved Fiji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I'd thought agree with that, the, actually. I was delighted on on Saturday, Sunday, Sunday. So, to, for, to to win, uh, because they were kind of badly done by by the, in the Welsh game mm-hmm. and. Uh, I felt even the three Welsh commenters, uh, Warburton, uh, Gareth Thomas, Gareth Thomas and, Thomas and uh, Jamie Roberts, mm-hmm. said they were quite lucky Wales yeah. had not been sent having a man yellow carded because mm-hmm. the, the, you'll remember number seven. I can't remember his name, the Fijian. Yeah, I got yellow carded when they drove towards yeah. the line, first offence. You know, and the. I was very pleased to beat uh, Australia because I think they've lightened up the tournament. It's good for the game, isn't it? Oh, and
0: ultimately, I think most <laughs> most uh, rugby fans are supporting two teams: their own one and Fiji.
1: <laughs> well, it, people tend to think it's a it's Fiji. It's a bit of a you know uh, kind of unusual thing if they win, but they're actually a very good side. Mm-hmm. And, that Ralewey, mm-hmm. the coach yes, who took over from Van Cotton, yes. seems to have got them playing with a lot of spark and a lot of uh, you know. And technically, the forwards are okay now. You mm-hmm. know, the, the scrums used to be a lot. the after sixty minutes, they were lying about all over the place, mm-hmm. not very fit, but mm-hmm. they're they're a lot better.
2: The um, yeah Simon Raluie, he's got a lot of experience. Played at Dragons for a long time actually. Yes, right. Saracens, he's been coaching in France and. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Darrell Gibson's, uh, yeah, Glenn we're sitting Jackson. beside him and yeah. Glenn Jackson. There's, the a, lot referee, of, there's yeah. a lot of in but there's also you know a Fijian element to Simon mm. who played for Fiji, and now that I thought they got a wee bit ragged towards the end of that game mm. against Australia, maybe one or two replacements coming on, but they've got a they a cracking defence. They've got. Ball carriers who can cause a lot of damage, they're, they're making good decisions. They kick more than the try came from a kick. Yeah, You're talking about it. how influential the kick right. is, and, and, and the chase at Silver so got an end out and scored. But well, uh, they're, they're often, uh, go, uh,
1: they're yeah. often uh, you know, they say, Oh, well, they use their feet a lot, right. but actually, they're the most direct runners yeah. 15. And The, the, the fullback is yeah. very, very direct. He just goes as, as hard and as mm. far as he possibly could. Does
2: that work if? come up against a South Africa or a France or an Ireland, you know, Well, a, a I mean, they're playing Australia and Wales. Yeah, it, but still physically, They isn't?
1: dominated the tackle, uh, certainly against Wales, and didn't get the rewards for that. Mm-hmm. And it was said at half-time that, you know, mm-hmm. there were... And, uh, but Wales can always uh, pull someone out because mm-hmm. individually they have got some very good players, but...
0: They did, they did against Australia at times as yeah. well. You, you saw that, didn't mm-hmm.
1: you? Ah, but they have men who can use their feet. I mean... Yeah. The, you know, so it's not a problem if they came up against South Africa uh, or France. I, I thought I thought Australia would do better against Fiji mm-hmm. because they're used to playing them. You know, they're their neighbours, as they say. Mm-hmm. And I've found in the past that the All Blacks never have any problem with the Fijians. I've seen mm-hmm. scores of 80 points against the Fijians. Mm-hmm. Not this Fijian mm-hmm. side, but the, in the past, because they're... They're, they're mm-hmm. brothers, if you like, and mm-hmm. they know they're better than them. Well, mm-hmm. in the past, they've known they're better than them. And uh, so I was surprised mm-hmm. that Australia, uh, you know, didn't do better. But they've got, in certain positions, like fly half, stand off, you what I call it, I've got inexperience, quite a lot of inexperience.
0: It's an interesting time in Australian rugby as well at this point, isn't it? And Eddie Jones is now taking charge. It's it is a very interesting time for the fans as well, and we've seen a, a lot of change for them so far. Um, we caught up with Dave Rennie not so long ago as well, mm. b- prior to that, and it was, it is, it's, it's, you know, sides go through that, don't they? They'll have a a transition side, mm-hmm. of, a, a time of change, and I suppose to some degree we are seeing that a bit with Australia.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I mean. Uh, He hasn't had a very good record since he came back, actually individually, and a team's made up of individuals, you know, the the teamwork to me comes second, the the individual skills of the individual players comes first. He's got some very talented players, Mm -hmm. I mean, Koro for example, Mm -hmm. should be playing first, Fiji probably, and he's, I mean, he he plays on the wing there, and Mm -hmm. and Serevi and so on, the... You know, in the wee scrum half, I think he was injured. Mitt Dermott, wasn't he? Yeah, Mitt t- uh, Dermott got head knocking, meet one, he, I think. He's he's coming on quite nicely. Yeah, uh, but I thought that the the number eight with the hair. Uh, uh, was Valentini, a, Valentini was, was anonymous. Yeah, and he's the, been good in the past. He's yes, he has really been. He's the go forward man, mm. as the commentators talk about. So mm-hmm. I think in the forwards they were subdued greatly mm-hmm. by the by the uh, by the Fijians, but. Uh, I was surprised that they they were so tame, the S- Australians.
0: Mm. Well, good opportunity now to turn our attention to Scotland. Then, and mm-hmm. you're very well positioned uh, in terms of your history, your own history with the fixture against South Africa, both with Scotland and, of course, with the Lions as well. What did you make of that game, Jim?
1: I thought if we'd been allowed to play, we might have done a lot better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, uh, Scotland can play some great rugby. Uh, And they've got some of the best uh, quality backs in the world and combined play with the forwards. But South Africa never really allowed them to play. And uh, Scotland, their defence in the first half was fantastic, Mm -hmm. you know. And the feeling at half-time by the experts was that Scotland would come through because South Africa would be not fit. But uh, it didn't prove to be the case. And South Africa over the summer have become really Mm battle-hardened. But I thought that the 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 defence that the South Africans put out against us caught us a bit with Creel and Ardennes, especially the winger flying in like Exocet missiles. But they know they've got pace. Uh, if the if the ball does get past them, mm-hmm. uh, they've got pace from the back row to get across, and they've got outstanding players in the back row and the and the middle five and middle middle row, the back five, uh, back five, yeah. With, a, you know, like some Mustard, uh, Peter, de Steph, Dutoy de yeah. and Kalisha. They're really outstanding.
0: It's that blitz
2: defence as well, isn't it? Well, as we were talking about earlier, that the blitz defence is so aggressive mm. then it doesn't really want to make a tackle. It wants to you know, force you to play the ball somewhere else or pass it inside mm-hmm. to where the defence is so they can really hit it. So on the edge, they come up so quickly, but it's almost doubly aggressive. So if, you, if they are broken, if you are able to get a bit of footwork and, and, and get beyond... You don't really actually reach the gain line because that pressure is so deep. You have to be so deep to try mm-hmm. and beat it. Then you've got the footwork. And the ability of the, the back row and the set nose Jim says to come over and clean everything up means even if the front line's beating, you're still not in behind them. It is really difficult to play. So I think if they do that to pretty much, I think, everybody else in the tournament, I'm not sure how you how you beat it. You probably mm-hmm. beat it. We're back onto the kicking game again. You probably beat it mm-hmm. by yeah. kicking yeah. early potentially standing flat and kicking really early mm-hmm. short kicks and then you're relying on bounce of the ball right. You your crummers as you used to say the, 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 the sole challenger for the ball obviously goes for the ball but you have crummers or one or two other players who go beyond the ball mm-hmm. left and right of the ball to pick up the loose ball so it, you're throwing a wee bit of chance but just to try and slow that, that blitz I think you have to kick early I think you if, if, you, if
1: you do kick early and, and like George Ford does yeah. he's got the fella Stuart yeah. who, who's, who was as good as George Ford was in that game yeah we have to have a players like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not sh- I'm not saying who our players should be, but mm-hmm. the people like Kinghorn for, uh, so to get the ball back. should be up, and he's not done mm-hmm. it so far. I mean, uh, uh, Freddie Stewart, is it? Yeah. Uh, he's been outstanding mm-hmm. in that area. And yeah. so... But
0: it was like they targeted uh, Blair. It's like he, he played a, b- a big part of the South, well, South African Africa, planning uh, uh, as well. Yeah. well, did well did you he Africa that?
2: kicked really early, though. Yeah. Uh, I was sitting behind the post, and I couldn't believe how how far away from the traditional South African power yeah. they played. The, the They kicked on first phase, they kicked really early, cross-field kick. They looked to give an extra pass in the first half, and, and I was sitting with yes. Tommy Seymour and said, listen, the second half there's just coming straight up. There's going to be not a thought of pass, mm-hmm. and they've almost manipulated us to, to worry a little bit more about mm-hmm. the space, and then the power came in the second half. So they've got a few strings to their bows, but I do think... When you're starved of possession like we were in the first half as well, it's then mentally quite hard Mm. to go to a kicking game really early in the phases Mm. because you want to try and impose yourself Mm. on South Africa, but sometimes you have to try and do it with kicking rather than holding possession, which is really difficult to do. But also,
1: uh, I don't know what happened in the line-outs, but I think it was John Barkley who said we lost six Mm line-outs in in the springbok 22. Mm -hmm. Now that, that could be just pressure. You know, pressure mm-hmm. on the hooker who normally would be very good. And so that's another, that was, it was in both halves mm-hmm. that we, we lost possession in the lineup. And if you're not getting a supply of first phase ball, and to be quite honest, nowadays they're throwing in squint at the lineup and getting away with it. Mm-hmm. You have to be really squint <laughs> <laughs> to, to, to get to write away the with wrong. it. <laughs> Aye, almost <laughs> as bad as yes, scrums. scrums. Mm-hmm. So I think we were, uh, we didn't get this constant supply of set piece ball that we've been used to scrums mm-hmm. are fine mm-hmm. and they talked about the work being done you wouldn't hear it probably but have watched it since about yeah. uh, the, the the Villiers you know, and yeah. the scrum, scrum. coach who's South African mm-hmm. uh, had worked really hard and, and uh, they did well the in the scrum. Scums.
0: the scrum did hold well especially against the South African pack
1: yeah, and uh, I sometimes that gets off and or uh, they look and think how's that a penalty against uh, me yeah, you know yeah. because they don't normally get it yeah. but uh, anyway the referee gave the penalty so that's what uh, Gardner wasn't it yeah right? Angus Gardner so yeah. but it was a line-outs was that fell away and, and I think that 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 well against Tonga and, and and against Ireland in particular we have to win set-piece
2: ball I suppose following the laughing game it's our down week or by week so it seems a long time between South Africa and Tonga but that's probably then becomes really quite important to, to work on the things that didn't go particularly well but mm-hmm. after a game like that I think inherently you want to play as quick as possible mm-hmm. yeah, so it's tough thing, for the coaches thing? isn't it to manage yeah, that, yeah. that desperation to play and what to work and what mm-hmm. to identify but I assume we have had a good week. There's no week.
1: doubt on their, uh, when they're playing well Scotland will be Tonga mm-hmm. you know I, I, and I'm n- that's not against Tonga at all mm-hmm. because Tonga Lost against Fiji, against Samoa, yeah, yeah. against Japan during the summer. The yeah. So they've got a few star names, for example, but uh, like Pito and so on. Yeah. But they they haven't got the 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 class across the pitch like the Fijians mm. have. So uh, Scotland will have a, a torrid time in the first half, I think, mm. a bit like Georgia, and then our class should come through in the second half and. Uh, but you know, when you look at the the chance that we had in the, against the Springbok, that chance, whatever, however you you manipulated, mm-hmm. it should have been a try. Mm-hmm. You know, that should have been a try, mm-hmm. and that was a chance of taking us ahead because I think it was six 0 at the time. Yeah.
0: It was a key. That was a really key moment, yeah, wasn't and, it? And
1: it's no good, it's no good not saying it. Mm-hmm. And it's been kind of smoothed over and said, well, he had uh, somebody in his eye line or something. Mm-hmm. There's always a player in your mm-hmm. eye line. If you're in the outside centre position as it was. Mm-hmm. So that, and in practice, you see, that would work. Mm-hmm. In, in practice at Murrayfield, or wherever they did it, uh, it would work and it would score. And but, and Creel did everything right for us. Mm-hmm. He, he came pulled in. Pulled him out of line, didn't he? And I'll tell you, it was a brave pass with Finn. Yeah. To get it to, to Darcy. Mm-hmm. But somehow that should have been a try. But as you see, even if it held it, you know, it held it yeah. and, and we'd been able to do it, um, you know. In behind recycling behind the pressure. better. But we spoke but about it just minutes s- ago yeah. as well,
2: like the, the speed of oh. Peter Stephen Toy time. and Kulisi in behind that. Oh. If it had reached its way to Doha, he'd still going to have to beat two of the best defenders in the world for 35 oh. metres out. But more importantly, and I guess it underlines what you're up against. We stressed them, we broke them, we didn't capitalise, oh yeah. but within two phases, I think they'd won a turnover, a penalty. Yes, mm-hmm. the, the reset, That I mean, it's, it's not They do that's not give one. up, but they then they're don't.
0: the current world champions, and that's, yeah. that, that, that's why. And they, they, do, they don't have to pop out every four years, do they, South well, Africa? <laughs> I
1: mean, they are World Cup animals. They're, yeah, they really are. Because they didn't play in the first How two. do they do that?
2: Do you think they target that, or is it just a psyche? Because a lot I of teams don't. who are excellent quite often... Don't I think the win on in 1995,
1: which is a long, long time yeah, ago. Yeah. Started it off, you know, because uh, they thought they should have won. They shouldn't have been in 87 and yeah. 91. They weren't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but they've said publicly that they would have won them anyway. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, the fellow who was in charge at the time, mm-hmm. Louis, mm-hmm. but it was that kind of bloke.
0: Scotland are back this autumn. Join us on Saturday 30th September and support Scotland women as they take on Spain at Hive Stadium in Edinburgh. Tickets are on sale now at (laughs) scottishrugby.org. Do
1: you think Ireland can beat them at the weekend? (laughs) This is a massive game. Ireland can. uh, Um, Ireland are... uh, I wouldn't like to say what the result will be. Because Ireland are very, very good. When When they're good, they're good. And uh, they've strength all the way through, and they've. Got, I mean, they'll match up to the, the Springboks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll have looked at the way. I think Creel will be back at outside centre, mm-hmm. uh, and Endy coming up because I don't think they'll change that mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Ardennes, Is it the, the, the winger? Yeah. Aye, uh, and probably uh, you know they got the Colby. Colby on the wing there. Uh, so I think it will be very, very close. I just hope it's not decided by somebody getting sent off or something like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: so it's yeah. like a it's within an in-game uh, outcome yeah, that we're after. not a
1: one of the problems with rugby now at international level is that you can have the one of the best teams in the world or and the best displays and then you get a man sent off early doors, and. Uh, Sometimes the boy is a bit bemused at why he got sent off, but you know, uh, that's the way the game's going at the moment.
0: The thing about Ireland and South Africa is they both approach have very different approaches to win a game. And so it makes this interesting, very interesting mm-hmm. encounter mm-hmm. to see who's going to come out on top in terms of getting to exert their game yeah. plan. Mm-hmm. And that's what World think, Cup test match rugby is about, I, isn't I
1: th- it? I think that their front eight, their, their, their top eight in a, is. A, I don't know if the chap uh, Sheehan will be back or mm-hmm. not, but the hookers in his place are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- they're a bit stronger than forward in uh, Scotland mm-hmm. overall as a pack, and they've won a lot, you know, grand slams and European mm-hmm. cups and things like that. folk like Ryan and, I mean, there's Tag Byrne is a is an exceptionally good forward, and if he could, and so is. Uh, Doris, 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 Doris is brilliant. brilliant. I thought he was brilliant yeah. against Tommy. And I mean, as well. uh, Van der or what do we call Van him? Fleer. hasn't yeah. played that yeah. well so far, and they haven't had Conan yet at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's an area where I think they're relatively stronger than Scotland are, uh, or where, you know, against the South Africans, I think they'll put, they'll, they'll do a bit better. Uh obviously on the line outs and and then a breakdown situation.
2: The uh just on that, probably finally Ireland, they're the only team at the moment who average rug speeds under three seconds. Mm-hmm. It's two point nine two seconds. Oh. So if you're trying to play against a blitz defence, wow. a blitz defence wants time to get back to pick mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. to pick who you're blitzing at and go. If you're not getting time to reset, it's harder to play like that. So it's almost it's almost like a catch twenty two for the defence. Do you do you risk it? Or do you try and slow the possession down? So Ireland, I know they've probably played a two um, weaker team potentially in the pool, but their average rug speed is faster than anybody else. That's so
0: incredible. If just underst- uh, but interestingly, if you look at how quick South Africa were with air blitz afterwards, it's almost like exactly mm. like you're saying, that they're targeting that of Ireland. And
2: but you can't really do that if the ball's going away really quickly. Yeah. So it's it's like <laughs> what comes <laughs> first is chicken yeah. and egg. and then, So... Wow. There'll be a focus on South Africa trying to slow Ireland's possession down, mm-hmm. whether that's an initial collision or whether that's going after the ball. I think they'll probably make it the initial tackle. The first one. And then just, just really see, try and slow that s- possession down. I don't down. see
1: why Ireland should be quicker than anybody I else.
2: I think they've got more options around the ball carrier. Yeah,
1: they have, but the other teams could do, could it do as that well. as well. Yeah. And the All Blacks have been, mm-hmm. you know, famed for it. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty quick as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even through the Six Nations mm-hmm. they talked about the, the ruck speed mm-hmm. of, of Ireland and the the options after that. Mm-hmm. And it's when you have ruck speed like that and getting the ball out, you have to have your attacking players it in the has right to be place. Position, yeah. Yeah. So the forwards have to be more ob- more able to be in the right mm-hmm. position and they're they're all ready to get the ball somewhere. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it'll be an intriguing match. That's Saturday night sorted. That's
0: Saturday, isn't it? I was going to say, I was going to say, I'll I'll get past the popcorn, but I might need a wee something strong to drink as well, because the implications of that game, 8 o'clock kick-off, Yeah, yeah. the implications of that game, obviously, there are implications for Scotland, depending on the outcome of South Africa, Ireland. Turning the focus then to us, uh, to Scotland, on the Sunday, Gregor's made it very, very clear we're not looking beyond Tonga. We're not to look, uh, but in a Rugby World Cup, it's really hard for the fans not to do that. Everything's mathematical, we're all trying to work out. Is it possible as a head coach to get your players to do that, to say we are not focusing on anything beyond Tonga? Do you yeah, Did you find that? It?
1: it is, yeah, because since they've come together, I think they're two, three days off or whatever, and they, they'll come together, they've been focusing on Tonga uh, I would have thought that that's all we've been talking about. Yeah. yeah, it has to be because it's important that we play well against Tonga. Uh, uh, I've no doubt that we're good enough to beat Tonga, but they could, they could, uh, you know, uh, cause some problems and uh, they might score some points against us. But no, you shouldn't be thinking beyond. Greg is absolutely right that you have to. You take each game and its uh, and its merit. I think Romania is a wee bit different. Mm. Uh, it might. You'll be arresting some players, I would think, mm-hmm. and uh, but uh, no, he's, he's, I would do that.
0: Well, with that schedule in mind, we now have three games on the bounce to see oh, out yes, this ah, pool yeah. stage Within a week, yeah. with it, and that's and you know that, as you mentioned, the six-day turnaround before Romania. And then on to it. So from a strength and conditioning point of view as well, we've seen what's gone into this pre-season ahead of the Rugby World Cup with Scotland as well. But this is also the part of the pool stages, I guess, where you really start to expose mm. those weaknesses in physicality yeah. and fitness among players. Yeah, you
2: do and you don't. Okay. I think you do because the test matches back to back to back, mm-hmm. which is more intense than a, than a club game. But... If the players last season, this time or next season, this time, they'll be playing four or five games back to back with their mm-hmm. club mm-hmm. anyway. And I know it's international around in the the hype, the <laughs> hype, and the psychology around it, <laughs> and the pressure. But it's still the job, and they're conditioned really well to do it. And we and did have, have four,
0: it. didn't we, last autumn? Well, Nation series, we, almost, we had four in a row. Well, we
2: almost made we made the point two or three weeks ago that there was effectively like since the Georgia game, was one game in a month, wasn't it? It was two that's weeks right, before yeah. mm-hmm. South and Africa weeks, uh, and then two weeks after. So there's almost one right. game across those four weekend. So I think from a player's point of view, they'll be absolutely desperate to play. Give me as many mm-hmm. minutes as possible. <laughs> We've done all this hard work. We want that opportunity to, to play. So where it becomes an issue, I think, is when you get deeper into the, the tournament because, you know, three games left in the pool stage, but potentially three more after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you get up to five, six games in a row... The management comes important, but I'm the gem It's this uh, game, all and, uh, in. Go
1: and for also, it. Uh, he has a slight dilemma in what he does against Romania, because mm. you know? Romania are really down there mentally at the moment. They've, mm. they've been beaten by, you know, uh, 76, uh, 76. seventy-six nell or something. Yeah. that it Bay, Ireland and mm. uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was 70th, uh, They scored some points mm. there, but so who does he rest and who does he not? Who does he play? You know that that is a. It's a. It's not a dilemma, but it's a decision he has to make. Oh, what strength he goes there, because we've been apart from Cherry, who had an unfortunate injury, or whatever he did down the stairs. Uh, we've come away with the, from the games mm-hmm. injury free, you know. Straight, yeah. And uh, although it's it's a strong squad, and JJ has been saying certain things <laughs> about teams and so on. Uh, there are certain players in our team that are absolutely to necessary to be there. You know, I don't need to tell you them; mm-hmm. uh, everybody knows. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, a freak injury, you know, can have a hell of a bearing on what mm-hmm. we do. Where it may not have the same effect on Ireland, for example, who have a stronger depth. They've got more depth than we have. I mean, when you have Henshaw on the bench, yeah. for example, you know, Conan hasn't played yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, What would you
0: do, Jim? You've said Gregor's got a dilemma for Romania. What would you do?
1: Well, it depends on circumstances. <laughs> <laughs> <It> depends <laughs> on isn't it? Politician's yeah, well, well, answer uh, I think you would you would try to play as weak a team as you could but no one is going to win. But you might have to think of the points difference as well because mm-hmm. the two guys who are South Africa and, and uh, Ireland have really punished uh, the mm-hmm. Romanians. Uh, so I, I mean, we have to use our, our squad players, I would think, uh, but it depends who's. I, I'm not there after we've played samo uh, Tonga, Tonga, mm. Tonga, and uh, see who's injured. So I'm, I'm not giving you an answer. <laughs> <That was safe>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's take a wee trip back down memory lane between you two then uh, your memories of playing you know working together I suppose would be the the way word that but certainly what was Jim like as a coach oh. <laughs> brilliant as well, a back
2: absolutely <laughs> brilliant the first time I ever got coached with Jim um, you never forget these things because of the esteem you hold for for Jim's career and I was an S1 at Gala Academy <laughs> and you came in to do a uh it was an invitational session i think rob Moffat, p teacher was uh was coaching with you at melrose and and for about three or four weeks we were told jim's coming in jim's coming in jim's <laughs> coming in. i bet nobody so was late that for three day. or four <laughs> weeks but <laughs> it was brilliant brilliant uh and then so you were head coach in 99 my first rugby world cup mm-hmm. lost to south africa early on and th- the format was different then wasn't it because we then played uruguay and spain mm-hmm. qualified for a playoff against samoa and then had to play new zealand the end six it? days later, mm-hmm. or, or I think it was maybe three days, and but you, you days won and the three in between, between, didn't you? Yeah, you just yeah, but you yeah. lost, so the South format African, was different. But New there's so many similarities to what we're talking about now mm-hmm. that the decisions you would have to make then and uh-huh. the decisions uh-huh. Gregor's making now, and your, your mm-hmm. mindset as a player. But all the respect in the world for Jim, loved the way he coached, loved the way he inspired us, and it was uh, it's uh, yeah, he just. You couldn't get away with
0: anything <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially being right. late yes. what yes. are your memories of Chris then in terms of it's not often I get no the S1 opportunity at uh, Academy. <laughs> S1 no
1: at I, the first time I remember we went to South Africa in 99 mm-hmm. and I was worried about Chris because he was quite slim <laughs> there wasn't much over <laughs> no, even less than uh, there is uh, now. We, we, but to be fair to the selectors we, we chose Chris he'd been playing at Melrose Sevens he yeah. played well and he coming through he was a young guy mm-hmm. And '99, uh, well, the, the players won the Five Nations, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. So it's a good back division. I know some good forwards as well. Mm-hmm. So we took, to, went to South Africa, and I remember, <laughs> I think your first game might have been against Mpumalanga. Mpumalanga pumas and Witbank. Oh. yeah. wow! And I was, was that I animals. <laughs> I was, re- you know, I, I've only learned in the last couple of years, how to say the word, Aye. on Pumalanga, was, and, uh, uh, because it used to be Eastern Transvaal uh-huh. when I was around. And uh, he, I, I was really worried in <laughs> case he got halved, you know, <laughs> cut in half. So that's my first recollection. Uh-huh. We played him full-back, right uh-huh. enough. Right. Uh, but I mean, the, the it, was a, it was a good place for him because he was quick and he was a good rugby player, played sevens and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was an ideal position. Mm-hmm. But I, I really was worried. Mm. We you know, actually didn't do... It. We got beat by for more 109 yeah.
0: caps later, though.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I so. would love to say I right. wasn't worried. I remember <laughs> you <laughs> remember 2003 when you he oh you were I picked at standoff, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, for the Fiji game, Fiji and yeah. Gregor was injured oh, you and you, you were picked t- yeah. and yeah. you got injured in a warm-up.
2: Oh, that, that was a week later. That was the Australia no, game. Yeah, story 2003 was... like We'd played... We went on tour again to South Africa in 2003 uh, played two tests in yep. the summer of 2003 before the World Cup and we, we we played really well lost both
1: we played really well you're talking about South Africa aye and we the, played really well and Kevin Kerr uh-huh. was penalised in front of the South mm-hmm. African posts mm-hmm. I can't remember if it was a scrum or a ruck and there was no way mm-hmm. he'd done anything wrong and we were either leading or very close we were yeah uh-huh. we, I think
2: we are one or two points behind
1: mm-hmm. Nathan Hines
2: failed to ground the ball over the line oh. in the last play as well and right. that would have been a win in Kings Park right. against a really right. tough oh, team Then we played in Joburg the week later and, and we, the score they, they'd beaten us a, a score or so but we felt really comfortable because mm-hmm. we developed a really quite a quick yeah. style of play and, and yeah, it, it worked we, and mm-hmm. we, we fought hard to have it but we we steady stumbled away a wee bit against Japan in opening game of the World Cup mm-hmm. stumbled away a wee bit against USA had a really poor performance against France mm. right. Um so Fiji was the, the last pool stage, and everybody
1: actually. wanted us to get beat by Fiji, yeah. especially the Scottish press. Yeah. You know, they were dying for us. Well, that was Ian McGeeney was the head coach, mm-hmm. and I was assistant. They wanted mm-hmm. us to see we' taken down a peg or two, uh-huh. and uh, but we. What's the name of the winger? Beni scored those two wonder tries that you've seen yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faufa book yeah. Oh, superb tries! Oh, and unbelievable! And everybody was jumping up and down. And then Tom Smith happened to score a try. Uh, of a was, line. Well,
0: it was a li- that was that was late on as well, wasn't it? Yes, That's was
1: right. right. I had to convert it to
2: win.
0: <gasps> That's right. It was your conversion. It was conversion. twenty-two
2: all, it was twenty all. Uh, I'd been picked at ten again. That game. Cheers, Jim. <laughs> uh, no, it was great. <laughs> yeah. It was it yeah. was brilliant. Gregor played thirteen. Andy Henderson was at twelve, yeah. and we we fell behind. I think that was about the only time in the game we'd led, and mm-hmm. it was the last minute. Um, and talk about the parallels, I was thinking about when you were oh talking yeah, about Fiji we're before, we're right. with some of the Fijian stars they had then was quite similar to how they are oh now, yes but they sir. didn't have the discipline they've got now. Um, so we scored and I had to, I can remember lining up, people ask you what goes through your head. Yeah, what, what does go me. through your head? Well I'm going to give away a few secrets, obviously you've got a process that you stick to, but the driver at that point was, it was Sydney, bacon hot, we'd been out for the fourth pool game in a row, we were out for an hour and a half, and I thought I need to kick this because I can't be bothered with extra time. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't focus. Me kick it, and we won the two points and played Australia the next again week, mm-hmm. which was in Brisbane. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, took a took a bump
1: in the warm up. Well, really it was it was a kind of panic situation right, because it, Gregor was injured, wasn't he? No, Gregor was. Greg was at thirteen. Uh,
0: so uh, you would have been playing at ten uh, again. I was if you started, at 10, you were yeah, starting at ten.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: I, I thought it was uh, I remember you And I got a bump in the head In the warm up that's oh we can't right. joke about now But it was no. actually a
2: ball That knocked me clean For free right. oh Somebody kicked it's a ball And, and I the just couldn't get up And I remember You and Geach Getting me up James Robson Got me up And got into a darkened room mm-hmm. And there was just this <laughs> was Literally yeah. 30 seconds before going out Oh Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I remember Git said to Jim, what are we going to do? <laughs> 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 I thought
1: I'd just better get up and get on Wow. Good memories. And we actually played well against and that was Australia. Good, eh? Yeah. And we were, we were close at half-time. 9 and then they, What's the name of the centre?
2: It was Dylan Motluck who still scored from Mutluck. Phil War potentially uh, being offside. That's right, thinking.
1: offside, and they got a try. Mm. And of course, they've... The Home nation of mm-hmm. favourites and who got beaten but who we played well mm-hmm. against Australia, far better than who played against france because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. i think we were beaten by 50 points against yeah, france was, that was a that terrible was a, that game was a sore terrible. One. just
0: always i always i always laugh at you know when you think about you know how the how the forwards feel about being coached by you jim versus how the back sometimes feel about <laughs> being in it but one thing that comes through from everybody is the memories the experience there's always Brilliant. that smile on your face you know like that it's just a part of your a, a part of your life that people don't get a chance to experience. So hearing mm. these stories about life on tour and it's those decisions. Like could, it's just we it's could great. speak for hours. Mm. 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 I
2: know it oh, we'll probably put folk yeah. off but you could speak for hours and they would kind of share similar memories and similar experiences. There'll be a lot of hard times you'll share as well because oh. it is hard. Rugby is hard. And it should be. Mm-hmm. But the harder you work and the more you go through, it means more when you succeed. Mm-hmm. That's the way I used That's to look right. at it. Yeah.
1: yeah, and then they shouldn't get anything easy. I don't think. I mean, easy. there's nothing wrong with a bit of hardship.
2: I like to think we think quite similar about the game and having them for the numbers, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I just love to see innovation. I sometimes think there's a there's a fear of doing something different in case it doesn't work, mm-hmm. and the the consequence for coaches or for the uh, the. I suppose the perception of the coach, if it doesn't work, is like, what are you doing that for? Everybody mm. else does this. But yeah, mm. but that might not suit us. Like having an innovation, an innovative way of thinking, seeing something different outline that line, it, it's brilliant. Oh. And I just I just hope that our young coaches and our young players still have that freedom to play, not yeah. trying to emulate what they see at
1: professional level the whole time. As I watch a Portugal. lot of uh, what used to be called... the uh, IPC, uh, NPC, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, I, I see some quality, real quality rugby mm-hmm. in uh, uh, Bunnings Warehouse. Yeah, yep, is, eh? And often you see innovation there because there's so many uh, players of Polynesian descent mm-hmm. who do mm-hmm. things but differently. And uh, I don't think the All Blacks are good enough at the moment to mm-hmm. do these innovations, but they've always been innovative. And that's why my philosophy has really been... You know, built around what the All Blacks have done or New Zealand Rugby has done over the years. Just
2: one quick one on this, I know we're getting, we're getting too deep, but do you think you can s- get that innovation in the international game? It's easier than a club game, but do you think there's still... The stakes and are I hope there out. is. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's still space for that in the international game, or is it just so well thought out and managed and systematic? I think
1: there's room for some, but I wouldn't criticise the coaches. Yeah. The, the area that there should be they should be developing it as the 16s and the 18 year olds. That's when players are challenging the coaches to do something different. Mm-hmm. No, they won't because they're young, mm-hmm. but that's the, the age that you become. The coaches should be, some of the best coaches in yeah. Scotland should be at that level and coaching innovative things. I mean, I coached the WASP at Melrose mm-hmm. and I didn't allow them to kick at all, ever.
2: And that's under 18s.
1: Yeah, under 18. And they, they just got better because mm-hmm. the, come up with the, the front five had to get back and help. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. So uh, and folk will say, oh, oh, oh. he didn't coach like that when he was coaching Scotland. Mm-hmm. But, but we've always, uh, well, we've always had to be innovative yeah. in, in the Scottish game. You know, uh, uh, right through when Ian was a coach as well, we had to do something different. We we're always fitter than the opposition. Mm-hmm. But we so. I wouldn't challenge the coaches at the moment, although I think in that area, in the lineout and so on, mm-hmm. and in the scrums, what they do at the back of the scrums, could could be room for a bit of room for room for a wee bit of invention. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, a number eight who picks the ball off the scrum and goes as far as they possibly can to fall down <laughs> to form a ruck. You know, and then there is time for the opposition yeah. to readjust and so on. Why not keep the ball in the hands and keep it moving?
2: Well, the back row moves. Something that's gone out the oh, equation. Hasn't
1: I used to have a book of them. Yeah, yeah
0: page <laughs> after page of them. <laughs> that would be worth a fair few pennies nowadays. Put them days. in the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> way, way in the skip now,
1: nobody's interested, so I don't One. bother. But uh, you know, I mean, when when you know when Chris played in 2003, 2009, we had a book. I had a uh-huh. page after page. The line up moves and the uh, scrum moves.
0: Is that really in the skip, Jim? Is that really oh, in the skip? I've got I'm still a bit, uh, uh,
1: disillusioned with mm. you know, coaching mm. for uh, and uh, but I wouldn't give advice to present coaches. Yeah. But I think
2: I think that's a brilliant message though. I might
1: do it in the quiet with them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a brilliant message for younger players mm. because at that age you just like, to me I think being exposed to all these different things just allows you to build up a toolbox Mm -hmm. loads of different skills and decisions and you know uh, being exposed to lots of different bits and pieces of rugby that it's in there like once you've learned it at that age you Mm -hmm. can pull that out at any time Mm -hmm. and you will go back to things you did you learn if you only learn what the trend is at the top of the game at the moment. Right. I don't think he can become as all round as he wants him. Use no, that so. as
0: your trial ground. It's really, really oh,
2: yeah. crucial point.
0: Well, finally from me, Jim, uh, last week we had Lana Skeldon and Chloe Rowley on. During that, they were talking about their experience of their first Rugby World Cup in New Zealand. And they said that before they went out last year, that the best advice they were given was to just try and take in every moment, document it, write a diary, do whatever but just really try and appreciate every moment that you're out there. Have you got any advice that you would give to anyone or any of the players on their, f- whether it be their first World Cup, whether it be their fifth, Regard, well not their fifth, you're, on, you're the highest at the moment on four, but certainly would you give any advice to any of the players or the coaches about being a part of a Rugby World Cup experience with Scotland?
1: Yeah I would agree with whatever was said there that you uh, World Cups are completely different yep. because you're away from home for so long, you know, and so you have time to absorb what's going on and learn about the country and, 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 uh, and the culture of the place. Players are very inverted, if you like, they don't like going out, you know, and I would advise players uh, to get out and meet the locals and, and do that, even if they're the most inexperienced player, yep. because it is enjoyment. It is enjoyment, and it's a diff- Wherever they are, if the girls were in New Zealand, hadn't been there, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, they're still playing the same basic game, mm-hmm. but their culture is completely different. Learn as much about the country you're in. Now, I did that as a player because I was a teacher, and I, I wanted to bring back things from wherever I was to the class that I taught in. So I would agree, uh, just enjoy the thing. Uh, but. You have to also realise that you're only there for a short time so you have to put a, a real effort in to make sure you're in the, in the team and get into the top squad because that's, I mean, on tour, you're no good if you're always on the bench or, or, mm-hmm. or uh, not even in the squad. Get, you have mm-hmm. to get into the team. You have to get into the team and perform.
0: Well, thanks very much indeed, Jim Telfer, for joining us on the official Scottish rugby podcast with... Chris and I, what an incredible breakdown of the Rugby World Cup so far and it's certainly wet the appetite for Tonga this Sunday. I will be watching, I'm pretty sure we'll all be watching, <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> hiding behind. Are you heading out, Mossy? You're going out? I'll be out there, yeah. Yep, you'll be heading back yeah. over. Uh, well, the tan suits you well, so <laughs> <laughs> hope you get a bit longer on this trip as well. Great to see you. Uh, thank you very much indeed and as always, you can catch up with the latest goings on from inside both the Scotland men's and Scotland women's camps via scottishrugby.org or scottishrugby.org social media channels.